Let's do this. Hello, everyone. This is Alex Lieberman, the co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, coming to you with another episode of the Founders Journal. There's a lot of new listeners to the podcast, so quick rundown. The Founders Journal is my public diary where I talk about the wins, the losses, the challenges, and the emotions behind running a business. Today, we talk breakthroughs and we talk business education. If you hear another voice, that's producer Josh. He asks the great questions and pushes this podcast even deeper. I hope you enjoy. All right, we're going to start another episode with let's read a Slack Alex sent to me at 1.13 p.m. Oh, I love these episodes. <laughs> Had a breakthrough in thinking about the education product today. What happened? Well, one, I was very excited because at least I don't find, and maybe this maybe this is uh, something I need to work on, but I don't find that breakthroughs happen that often. And so when they do, I'm really excited. Um, I had a breakthrough about where I want our educational product to go. For the first time in spending you know three weeks learning about the future of education, I can really visualize what that looks like for Morning Brew's uh, audience. Uh, I, I think it's important to call out that this is kind of the part of the journey for an entrepreneur where nothing's actually happened, but it feels like there's a mental breakthrough and it's important to celebrate even that feeling. And this is where, you know, the journey is just as important as the end point. What I, what, what may end up happening is that this breakthrough, maybe there are some good thoughts, but the odds that what I came up with in this breakthrough actually ends up being our final product is still very, very low probability, but the breakthrough is still, you know, a an important enough moment for me in this journey that it's worth celebrating. The other important aspect of any breakthrough is thinking about what was the context in which you had the breakthrough. And what I mean by that is what was your routine that day? Where was I sitting? What did I eat? And the the analogy I even think to is I grew up playing golf up until college. And something that they talk about in golf is the idea of a pre-shot routine. Um, and a pre-shot routine is basically kind of your ritual that you do before hitting any golf shot. And what you'll hear professional golfers say is they have done the same pre-shot routine tens of thousands of times before hitting their shot. And it, it becomes kind of this momentum starter to hit the right shot. And so as I think about what my pre-shot routine was today, I think the most important thing was the fact that I started my day right around eight o'clock by reading Morning Brew for 45 minutes and not just reading Morning Brew because obviously if you just read Morning Brew, it's going to take you five minutes, but I turned it into a 45-minute read because I read every word so closely and I turned it into an opportunity to think creatively about content opportunities and ways that we can take what was in the newsletter today and turn it into totally new initiatives. I truly believe that that 45-minute analysis and riff with our managing editor about three or four content ideas that we don't do as a business yet kind of gave me the permission to think creatively for the day and opened up my mind to think outside the box. And so, you know, at least it's my belief now that this was the right context to have this breakthrough. And so moving forward, I'm going to make sure that I start my days with this type of thinking. I want to go back in time. Do you remember having any breakthroughs like this when you were building the daily newsletter? bunch of years back? A lot of times my breakthroughs come in the form of taking all of these different moving parts and things and turning them into a very simple framework that everyone can understand and can be explained to everyone. So for example, like we've talked about the idea of write, sell, grow within our newsletter businesses for so long. When I had that breakthrough, 
several years ago, you know, there was nothing new. But basically what it was was after sitting on this thought of what are we trying to do with our newsletters? We were trying to write the best newsletter for our target audience humanly possible. We were then trying to leverage paid and organic growth strategies and get that great newsletter in front of the right eyeballs. And then we're trying to bring the right eyeballs together and tell a story around those people and that reader so that companies, small and large, decide to pay us money to have their story told to our reader. Everything already existed at the time, but it was the it was kind of the connection of the dots that felt really fulfilling. And I think it was the connection of the dots here that felt fulfilling as well. So what connected today? Yeah. So, you know, as I read more and more about educational experiences, there are a few thoughts that are starting to shape my worldview. One is that I truly believe that real life experiences are so important in order to reinforce any form of education. And what I mean by that is when I talk to friends who have gotten their MBAs and I ask them, what was the most valuable part of your MBA? One of the things they say is when they had to work on building their own business or startup uh, at their at their school. Even if it's not building your own company, these friends talk about having you know project groups where they're given a prompt and they have to just build something from scratch. So I think this idea of using real life experience and actually building with others to reinforce concepts is something that I very strongly believe has to be part of any online educational experience, at least for what we're doing. The second is that community is absolutely essential. You know, there there's a stat that the traditional um, MOOCs, massive online open courses, uh, these these platforms like Udemy and Skillshare and LinkedIn Learning that have tens of thousands of courses, you know, they're really exciting because they are courses that provide free content. But the issue is, is that the completion rate of these courses is close to 2%. And so when you think about what are levers you can pull to make sure that people actually hold themselves and are held accountable to finishing a course and getting the outcome that they came to get. I think there are a few things. One is having, you know, a diversity of content so nothing gets stale, a combination of pre-recorded, live, case studies, but I think the number one thing is community. What I didn't mention in in the example I just gave about my friends who got MBAs and I asked them what is the most valuable thing you got from the MBA? Every single person, other than talking about building some project out, said it was the network. And they say, you know, they feel like they got some from the classes, but what made the investment in an MBA worth it for them is the network. And so my view is that community not only helps you build a network, a valuable network uh, through this online educational experience, but also it forces accountability because there's a level of social currency where if you see other people going through this and you see other people not giving up, it's going to make you feel that much worse if you decide to give up halfway through the course. And then two final parts of this thesis that I think are really important as we build the educational product. One is owning IP is really important. And what I mean by that is when I think about some of the most valuable or the what I believe is the most valuable media company in the world. Um, and I'm not talking about by market cap, but I think in terms of from a longevity standpoint, I think of Disney. And I think what makes Disney so valuable is they have done an incredible job of creating their own intellectual property that they then basically remix in hundreds of different ways. And so the reason I think about this in the context of our educational product is when others own the IP, the leverage 
increases for the partner and it goes away for us. And so while I think it is amazing to partner with great educators right now, if any of those educators ever decide that, wow, this is a really successful partnership, I should just go do this on my own. That's a totally fair thought for them to have. But unfortunately, that leaves you know Morning Brew high and dry because we don't own the content. So I think owning the content is so incredibly important. And the final thought is this idea of a core curriculum and elective curriculum, I think makes a ton of sense. I believe that the goal of any MBA or general continuing education program for a business professional is to make them a more effective and more well-rounded professional. And to me, what that means is with the core curriculum, you're going wide rather than deep and you're making them proficient in many of the things that you need to know if you're part of any business. But as you do this core curriculum, you're going to figure out for yourself, okay, you know, topic two, six, and eight, those are the ones that my job really is surrounded by. I want to become fluent in those. I want to go as deep as humanly possible. I think that's where electives come in. And so these are just four of, you know, the pillars that I think we should be building our educational courses upon. You know, if anyone has thoughts on the future of education, has thoughts on just what sort of environments and contexts lead to you having breakthroughs and how frequently you have breakthroughs, would always love to talk about it. You can shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com and I will catch you tomorrow. <laughs>